Welcome to the One in One Podcast, where below average podcaster chats with an above average athlete. I'm your host, Bridget B. My guest today is Josh Lester, who is a member of the Columbus, Georgia Little League team that won the 2006 Little League World Series. He then went on to play college baseball at the University of Missouri from 2013 to 2015, was drafted in the 13th round of the MLB draft in 2015, and currently is a professional baseball player in the minor leagues. Josh, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So you've clearly had success at pretty much every level of baseball, so it's going to be fun to talk about. You grew up in Columbus, Georgia. Was that about an hour and a half from Atlanta? Yeah, about an hour and a half south. Uh, the airport's only probably hour 10, hour 15 being on that side, which was most of the trips that I made to Atlanta were more airport trips than they were to go stay. But yeah, about an hour and a half to downtown Atlanta. Gotcha. Now, I know Savannah was about four hours from you, but have you ever been? It's one of my favorite cities. I've been, but it was when I was younger. I, I think I remember playing, and I think it was a Little League tournament down there, but it being on the opposite side of the state, it was actually closer if we wanted to go to the beach to go down to Florida than it would be to go to the Savannah side and go to the beach there. Oh, wow. Well, you should check it out again in your adulthood. Great Southern food. I've heard it's uh, a lot of fun. A couple of my friends that went to Georgia Southern live not too far from there, and they would go over there some weekends and spend some time. Nice. Yeah, you got to get there. So, Josh, any siblings? I got parents and one sister. Okay, nice. Older or younger? She's younger. She's about three years younger. We have, I think, two months every year that we're two years apart, and the rest are three. Okay. She lives out in Denver. She's got a big girl job now. <laughs> she's, doing, she's doing really well with her, for herself. Oh, she good soccer for her. Right we, were a, we were a dual sport family. Oh, she was a soccer player. She did. She played all the way through high school. Thought about doing it in college, but she wanted to experience the big school with big football program and everything, so she just decided soccer wasn't the way to do that. Okay, nice. Now, where'd she go to school? She went to Ole Miss. Oh, Okay. That's a fun place. Yeah, so we're, not only are we a dual sport uh, family, we're an SEC family. Yeah. I bet she was rooting for Ole Miss, though, when uh, Missouri came to town. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She was. I, <laughs> she convinced me to wear an Ole Miss shirt one weekend, but they weren't playing Missouri. So I was like, okay, I can do that for you this time. But if they were playing Missouri, you'd, have, you'd know I'd be in with my black and gold on. <laughs> Absolutely. So now, Josh, how did you get into baseball? Well, my dad is a professional baseball scout with the Pittsburgh Pirates and has wow. been since before I was born. Uh, he played baseball. All of his brothers played baseball. And, I mean, all the my friends when I was growing up, even before we started really playing baseball, played baseball. So I guess it was just kind of like a family thing, and all of the people that I was hanging around were also getting into baseball. Gotcha. And when you're somewhat good at something... I feel like it's, at least at that age, it's really fun. And so you get to, to the point where you don't ever want to stop playing it. Yeah, of course. If you're good, you got to keep going, right? <laughs> right. And I guess apparently we were pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> now, any other sports or did you just stick to baseball? I played basketball as well until about sophomore year of high school. Okay. Very cool. My mom says that I used to love basketball more than baseball. Apparently when I was a kid, I would make her... Or I would complain enough that she would turn on old basketball games and I could just sit there and watch them. Wow. <laughs> I like that. Many, didn't matter how many times I'd seen the basketball game, I wanted to watch it again. <laughs> now, were you a point guard or a shooting guard? I was more of a shooting guard. I just ran around and shot. Nice. It's the most fun, my right? Dad, my mom's dad was a really good basketball player. And apparently he was just a lights-out shooter. And so... I guess I got some of my shooting ability from him. Nice. I like that. So when you play Little League Baseball, you play with a really talented group of kids. When the summer started in 2006, did you realize that you had the potential to make it all the way to the Little League World Series? Obviously, it's every kid's dream to get there, but you guys actually did. Right. I mean, I don't even remember thinking about it. And I don't even... While we were there, I don't remember thinking, like, this is crazy or anything like that. I just remember going out playing. 
I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did, and I just don't remember thinking about it when I was 12. But I feel like we just kind of went out and played against whoever we were playing. I mean, that's a good way to do it, right? You're not overthinking it. You're I just... wish I could do it right now. <laughs> yeah, right? It's actually a bummer. They, uh, they don't even have it this summer. They didn't have the Little League World Series. And, I know. and yeah, I, right now that I you're older, you're thinking that. about everything. When you're a kid, you're not. <laughs> you don't really care. Right. You just go out there and play. And, I mean, a lot of the kids that we played against, at least in the, like, district tournament, were also a lot of our friends. So then it was just like, we're playing against everyone that we know. And that's the start. That's the first tournament we have to win to get to the state tournament and then so on. But I just don't remember even thinking about it being that serious. Even when there was, I don't know, countless number of people watching in the stands and cameras for ESPN and everything. Wow. Yeah, I mean, what about in the regional tournament? Because that's a tournament to get to Williamsport. Then it gets pretty serious. Yeah, that was... Uh, that was actually really cool. We were in St. Petersburg back then. I think they have the Southeast and Warner Robins, Georgia now. But we lived in dorms. We did the same thing in the Lily World Series, but we lived in dorms right next to the field. It was, I mean, it was a blast. I mean, you're with 12 kids that you pretty much do everything with anyway. So when you're 12 years old, that's the most fun you're ever going to have. Absolutely. Now, I know these days they pretty much televise the entire regional tournament. But when you were there back in 06, was it just a championship game they televised? I think it was the semifinal and the championship, the ones that were elimination. Okay. All right, that makes sense. What was it like being on TV for those, those first games? It was, it was fun. Like the first few, I, mean, I don't know, innings that you're, you're playing and you're on TV, but then after that, you kind of just forget about it. I mean, that's a good thing. I feel like I'd be think, nervous. I'd be like, oh, I don't want to make a mistake on TV, but hey, just go out there and play. I think still, like, to this day, that part of it and the fans, especially with some of these big leaguers, I don't think, I think it's the same way for them. But it's, they've just done it so many times that it doesn't even really phase them. Yeah. So now, correct- 12, I mean, it was really cool. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely, right? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, your coach, he had been a Little League coach for a long time and hadn't gotten to the Little League World Series, so it was like a pretty big deal for him, right? Right. He is still actually a Little League coach at the same Little League to this day. I think it's been, I don't know, that was, what, 14 years ago? He's probably been there close to 20 years. That's amazing. He coached a team two years before we went that made it to the regional championship and lost in the regional championship. So he was one game away from making it to the Little League World Series that year. Okay. Then he finally got there your year. And then he went our year, and he actually went either two or three years later with another group from the same Little League, but they just unfortunately didn't win it. Mm. Wow. Good for him. He's been there quite a bit. He was there two times in three years, or two times in four years, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, right? Not bad. Not a bad record. Especially when most people never get there. Yeah, oh, 100%. You're absolutely right. It's so hard to make it there. I mean, only eight teams in the U.S. make it. Yeah. So you get to Williamsport in Pennsylvania. Tell me about that experience, you know, living in the dorms, playing in front of huge crowds, and and kind of being mini-celebrities in a way. I mean, I tell everybody this, but it was probably the most fun week of baseball that I've ever been a part of. Uh-huh. We were in there in dorms and bunk beds with, like I said, 12 of our closest friends at the time. I mean, and we got, they set it up where they have a big, I guess, playroom area where they have ping pong, like video games, Pac-Man type games, those kind of things back then. Now they probably have like Xbox and PS4 and all that. They didn't have that for us, but, and you can watch all the other games that are going on. And I mean, we just spent so much time in there and just hanging out with each other. The the baseball part of it was like a side effect almost, even though it was the most important reason we were there. Now, would you dorm with an international team? I've actually had a couple other kids that had played in the Little League World Series on the podcast. And one of them had said they dormed with a team that didn't speak English. And that was a unique experience. Yeah, we actually, so we had our 
room with all the bunk beds and our team, and then a big bathroom with the showers and everything. And then through another door on the other side was the Team Mexico. Okay. So we were kind of with them, kind of not with them at the same time. Gotcha. That's really cool. And plus, you know, you're not living with your parents. They're, they're obviously there to support no throughout the games, but <laughs> you kind of had some free reigns. That was a weird part, too, is so after the game, they take a certain two or three people from the team that won usually, like the interviews, right? Mm-hmm. And you go out pretty much immediately after the game and get on a van and go to the ESPN room and everything. And, like, I think that was weird because I'm so used to just being on the field or being in the stands with my parents after the game. And it's like, oh, you got to go get on this bus, go over here, don't go talk to your parents. <laughs> you just give them away. Hi, Mom and Dad. <laughs> right. He's just looking out the, out the window like you're going on a field trip or something. That's amazing. Now, Columbus is one of the best teams in the U.S. I, I think you guys only suffered one loss in that ro- round-robin play. We were total with district, state, regional, and the Little League World Series. We went 20-1, and one, I think. Wow. That one loss being to Illinois, unfortunately. The pitcher that threw against us, I want to say, went to the University of Illinois because I remember he was one of the best pitchers in the Little League thing. And I remember following him or looking him up later, being in Missouri, looking to see where he was. Did Missouri ever play Illinois when you were there? We played him every year, but I forgot his name, I think. And, or he went on the strip or something. I looked him up my freshman year when we played him in St. Louis, but I couldn't figure out who he was yet. Oh, man. So, you... so I think it just died off after that. <laughs> so you might have gotten revenge. We're not sure. I might have. <laughs> we won a lot of the games at Missouri against Illinois, so at least in that sense, I got some revenge. Nice. I like that. But that, was that the game, too, where the Illinois coach, there was a little bit of a controversy because he had uh, talked about not disrespecting baseball because your pitcher was wearing his hat a little bit to the side, but it turned out he was doing that for a medical reason? Yeah, he was. So our, our main pitcher, Kyle, was he has a shunt in his head. He has since he was, as long as I know him, since he was eight years old, that drains fluid out of his head. So he has a hat, not necessarily turned sideways. It's just a, a size or two bigger. Mm-hmm. So when he pitches, I mean, he was one of the hardest, probably the hardest throwing pitcher in Little League. And obviously his head's going to move a lot when he throws that hard. And it would just come to the side more than anything. But I guess their coach didn't like it. I don't know. He didn't even pitch that game, so I don't know why he was so mad. <laughs> I'm sure he didn't know about the medical issue, because if he did, he would not have said that, I'm sure. I'm hoping not. Yeah, I hope not as well. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah, right? (laughs) Now, that one loss didn't really do much to you. It It wasn't an elimination round. So, you know, you keep going, you keep winning. You get to the United States Championship game, and you play a team from Oregon. You guys win seven to three, and you actually had a really important de- defensive play. You played second base, and you got a line drive that really stopped a, a potential rally if you didn't make that grab. Yeah, we actually. So the game we lost was a game where we didn't have to win it to move on, and Illinois had to win to move on. So they obviously threw their best guy, and we threw not one of our top two guys. Mm-hmm. But still, they beat us. I mean, I think it was two to nothing or something. We only got, I want to say, like one hit, if I remember right. But yeah, then we play against Oregon, and the pitcher that we face is now in the big leagues with, I want to say, the White Sox. He's in the big leagues with somebody. His name's Jason Fry. And he was really good. And I think we were losing for a little bit, and then we got to him in maybe one of the later innings. And then we had two of the best pitchers in the whole tournament, so it wasn't a shock that we could win some some games there. Yeah, and hey, give yourself credit. Come on, talk about that grab. That was important. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, as my mom would say, nothing spectacular unless I'm on the ground or something. She always makes fun of me for <laughs> saying plays are hard. She's like, no, it's not. I've seen you do that too many times. 
And now, were you, did you only play second base in Little League, or did you play around a little bit? I played second, and then our shortstop was one of our primary pitchers, so when he pitched, I would play shortstop. Oh, wow, okay, so middle infield, both important positions. Yeah, both second and short, all the way, actually, through high school with the same shortstop. I pretty much, we did the same thing. I'd play second, and he'd play short until he pitched. Wow, I like that. And he's, I mean, we'll talk about it. There were several kids from that team that went on to play, specifically in the SEC with you. I believe he was one of them. He ended up at Georgia, I think, right, Phillips? Yep, both of our, Phillips and Carter, both ended up at Georgia. Amazing. Yeah, and then you had uh, the catcher who played at Mississippi State, right? Yep, Cody Walker. He went to junior college right next to Columbus, a place called CVCC, Chattahoochee Valley, and then he went straight to Mississippi State from there. Amazing. So what happens is when there's a U.S. winner, you get a banner. You're the U.S. winner. Nothing, no one can take that from you. And what I really liked is your coach in the press conference. I don't even know if you remember this, but he basically told you guys, you know, whatever happens in the world championship, it happens. But no one can take away what we did today. We're United States champion. I just thought that was awesome. He it's true, right? You guys just accomplished an amazing thing, and he kind of took a lot of the burden off you so you could just go and have fun and play for the world championship. Right. We have, I mean, we had amazing coaches. As you said, that guy's been there for 20 years, Coach Randy Morris. And I mean, to take two teams to the Little League World Series and another one to the regional championship, you got to be doing something right. And, and he was always kind of just letting us do our thing, right? I mean, obviously, we had some structure and we had practice, cage time, everything that everybody else does, but it's more, we were so relaxed when we were doing even all that that when we went and played the game, it was almost like we were playing in our backyard together. Yeah, that's great. So now you win the U.S., and what happens is a USA winner plays the international winner, which in 2006 was Japan. But that game had actually gotten postponed due to rain, right? It was. It was postponed on, I think, Sunday night, and then we had to play on Monday. (laughs) That must have been such a weird feeling because, right, you're so amped up for this game, right? You're ready to go, and then they're like, oh, no, we're actually not playing it. I know. I mean, probably the biggest game that even still to this point in my life has happened in baseball for me. And it's like, oh, you got to wait another day to do it. (laughs) Crazy. Now, when the game does take place, it's a close game throughout. You get on base, and then I, was it through a hit or a walk? I actually, I got, so Kyle Carter was on second base, and I got in trouble for this, but I had a single center field, and Kyle got thrown out at home, and I got in trouble for not running to second while the guy threw it home. Ooh. And so I'm sitting on first base watching, hoping that, because it was one to nothing, hoping that that tied the game. And so I didn't get really in trouble. They just said something to me. And then I think it was the next batter. Cody hit the home run and makes it 2-1, to one, and we end up winning 2-1. to one. Nice. So he bailed you out a little bit, right? Because it doesn't matter what base you're on. If there's a home run, that's going to happen. He definitely bailed me out. If he would have <laughs> had a single or something and I'm sitting on first, I would have been in deep trouble. <laughs> yeah, so you guys win 2-1. to one. When that last out was recorded, tell me about that celebration. Uh, you kind of just black out. I mean, I caught the ground ball, and then I tagged the guy that was running first and second. When, in all honesty, I probably should have just tossed it to first base, but it was just right there in front of me. And so I, all I remember is tagging him and throwing my glove down and running towards the pitcher's mouth. Aww. Yeah, there's a great picture of you out there on Google of you and Kyle Carter hugging each other. Oh, yeah. I always tell him that I jump higher because my feet are higher. Even though he's <laughs> taller and his head's higher, my feet are higher. <laughs> Amazing. That was actually, that picture was the front page of our Columbus newspaper one of the days after it happened. That's awesome. I hope you still have that. I have it, actually. My mom got it, a bunch of the stuff. She got a bunch of the stuff framed. And like putting like almost a, a glass box separated. Somebody, some professional organized it to where you can see almost everything. And it's, it's in my room at home. Oh, that's amazing. That way you'll always yeah, have those memories. <laughs> so 
you might know where I'm going with this, and I apologize, but I have to say it. You shed some happy tears on national TV. Aaron I Andrews was interviewing all of you guys, and you know, you had been one of the darlings, right? Because you're this cute kid, you had freckles, a baby face. And she said, you know, Josh, you're one of the stars here. Tell me what's going through your mind. What'd you say, Josh? I said I was just real happy. <laughs> oh, man, I'm sure you uh, you still catch some crap from your friends for that to this day. Oh, my goodness. My hitting coach when I was at Missouri and now one of my best friends. And we, every time we go do something, we go give kind of like hitting camps and stuff every once in a while. And it's usually the younger kids. And at the end of every day or every group, he's like, you want to see something really cool? And the first couple of times I was like, where is he going with this? And then it was me. And so now it's like every time he says it, I just walk out of the room. <laughs> I'm like, that's not me. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, no, I think that's great, though. I mean, you had worked so hard. You're obviously happy. You have every reason to be. And that's just how your emotions came out. I do think you should right. get the phrase, I'm just real happy, trademarked. And, you know, <laughs> you could sell some shirts. You could do a lot with that. I should. Or I should just do it. Hopefully it's not trademarked. <laughs> I hope not. I, I own it pretty well now. It, it, it's to the point now where if, if you're playing it or you're talking about it, you pretty much know me pretty well. And so it's, it's not a big deal at all. I mean, it's, all I have to say if somebody is making fun of me for it, I'll be like, well, you weren't in the Holy World Series. I like it. You can go one step further. You didn't win the Little League World Series, right? right. <laughs> I always tell them that I had a the first game of the Little League World Series. I had a walk off hit, and I want to say the seventh or eighth inning, being the extra innings there. And Amazing. I had an interview with Aaron Andrews after the game, but I wasn't crying. And apparently, that one's just not famous. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure it was still a good interview. So now you win it, right? You get back home to Columbus. What was that celebration like? Oh, it was it was amazing. We went to what we call our Civic Center, where we have a minor league hockey team that plays there, and it's pretty much just like the big arena of the town. And it filled, I don't know how many people it holds, probably eight or 9,000, maybe 10,000, filled to the T, and we have a big celebration. I mean, it was amazing. That was at night. Then we go, we, had, we pretty much went to two separate middle schools between the 12 of us. And so we had this big, like, this is when Hummers were just coming out. We had Hummer, like extended Hummers, take us all to school and have pep rallies for us when we got there. Now, you told me a story off air. I'd love for you to share it because you went it in 2006, but it's something that really stayed with you, right? Like, people knew who you were. Yeah, I mean, I went, I used to go with my dad being a scout to the Cape Cod League every summer. And we're walking around the mall, probably a random Wednesday afternoon before we went to the baseball field, just walking around probably Hibbit Sports or whatever the sporting goods store was. And this guy just says, hey, didn't you just win the Little League World Series? And I'm like standing with my dad. I look at him. I look at the other guy. I'm like, yeah? Kind of just kind of baffled. And he was like, oh, I just remember watching you on TV a couple years ago. And then that was about the extent of it. And I'm walking back with my dad to the hotel. And, and I'm like, how does that guy remember me from two years ago? <laughs> yeah, because like, was... you won it. Yeah, I mean, it was a big deal. But you were 12 when you won it. You're probably like 14, 15 there. I mean, you definitely look different, right? You hit some puberty. It's, uh, it's funny that he still recognized I you. A I think I would have been 14, <laughs> so I'm hoping it would have been at least a little bit of a different from how I looked. I might have had the same face, but maybe I was a little taller. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. Now, the next year that you played baseball, you're on the big league field. How was that transition? You know, we, we would always play summer ball from even when we were 12, and we'd all, we always played up a little bit. So we played in the 13, 14-year-old, and it was kind of an in-between the big league field and, and ours. So it was, I want to say, 54 feet to the mound instead of 60 to the big leagues. And then it was 
75 instead of 90 baseline. And so at least during the summers when we were younger, we got a little chance to extend, I guess, and get used to a little bit bigger of a field. But still, when I was 14 years old and freshman in high school, I was still so underdeveloped compared to anybody older than me or pretty much all the freshmen with me. I was always the smallest kid until about senior year of high school. So it was weird. It was really tough for me to try to play shortstop being not strong and fast or anything. Yeah, that is tough. I mean, that's pretty cool what you said about playing kind of on an in-between field so that adjustment isn't so massive. But if you're growing a little bit later, I could see how that could be tough. Right, and it was. I mean, even as a sophomore almost, I was still so much smaller than everybody else that I was around. Even as a junior, I was I was getting back. I was getting closer, but it didn't take until like my senior year to where I was as big as the people around me. Oh, wow. Late bloomer. And now I'm being 6'3", pushing 6'4"-ish, and bigger than everybody that was on that team. <laughs> I've known some people like that, that, like you, that, you know, really didn't grow until senior year, and then all of a sudden they're in college, and they're like, six inches taller than the last time you saw them. Right. And I mean, I was 17 when I graduated high school. So I was a late, I was a late bloomer, but I was also young for my class. So both of those together didn't really mix well Mm. for the baseball aspect of it. But I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I, I talked to my dad and mom about what they thought about holding me back ever. And I mean, now I wouldn't change anything to do with it but then it was almost like I kind of wished it would have happened but looking back on it I'm glad they did yeah no obviously things have worked out for you so I know in a lot of sports like basketball and wrestling you can take a prep year at you know a boarding school hockey as well is that a thing for baseball could you technically done that if you decided to not go to Missouri and maybe do another year of technically high school I think that is but I'm not sure how big it is in baseball. I think it's a possibility, but I don't think it's very normal. Okay. Yeah, because I hadn't heard of that. That's why I was kind of wondering. Right. I don't know anyone that's done it, but for some reason I think it's definitely a possibility. Gotcha. So now even though you were a little bit small on the high school field, you still had a great baseball career. So you're at Columbus High School. You win three state championships, and overall you played in four state championship games. It's amazing. Yeah, we we won the so freshman year we had we lost to Cartersville in three games, so uh, three game series. But we won the first game and then lost two straight. And then after that, we won, like I said, my sophomore, junior, and senior year of high school. Wow. And now. Did most of the kids on your Little League team go to that high school and play baseball? I think we had eight of the 12 kids from the Little League team on our high school team. Wow. I mean, just tremendous success continues for you guys. We had the same two pitchers that were the big-time pitchers in Little League were both of our top two pitchers in high school my senior year. That's crazy. It was almost like we were just living in a, a... the same year cycle over and over again. We just got taller. <laughs> not you, but everyone else. No, I'm kidding. That was everyone a cheap shot. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. In your senior year of high school, you technically got drafted to the major league draft, but it was, it was you know, late rounds, as a lot of high school kids do, unless you're a real, real stud. So you elect to attend college. I'd love to know what the recruiting process was like for you, especially now knowing that you were a bit of a late bloomer. It might have been a little bit tougher for you. I was actually, Missouri was the only Division I school that offered me a scholarship. I would go, I went to a bunch of camps where, like South Alabama, I went, emailed out a bunch of videos to some schools, and and a couple of them even thought I was a grade younger because I was, going to be 17 when I graduated still, not 18. Mm. And by the time I was even being looked at by most colleges, they had already used all their scholarship money for my class, right? So I'm going there, and they're pretty much telling me, hey, we like you, but and you can come play, but you're going to have to pay for it. 
the whole thing. So I was going to Darton Junior College when it was a thing, and now it's in Georgia they've condensed most of the junior colleges in to all the other four-year schools, so it's not even a school anymore. But I was going to Darton Junior College until, I want to say, April of my senior year baseball season. And Carrick Jackson, who was the recruiting coordinator at Missouri then, came down and watched me play a game and then offered me a scholarship after the game. And I said, absolutely, I want to say like two days later. That's awesome. So I, I would ask, you know, why you chose Missouri, but obviously I get it. They want you to play. They're going to pay for it. The SEC is a really strong baseball conference. Obviously, a lot of people know it for football, but the baseball is great, too. And you're able to play right away from Mizzou. Your freshman year in 2013, you're a member of the all-SEC freshman team, and you played all over the infield, right? You're a bit of a utility man. Yeah, I actually, I was, every time I see my, my coach, Coach Jamison, I make fun of him a little bit because I, obviously, I played shortstop in high school a little bit, played second in high school. And I go to Missouri, and the only position I don't play all fall is shortstop, and I play first, second, and third pretty much every day. <laughs> and the first game of the season, our shortstop breaks his handmade bone on his hand, Ooh. and I'm playing shortstop for six weeks. And so I'm like, you could have just let me go out there a couple times in the fall just to see what it's like in college. And then the second game of the season, I'm thrown in the fire playing second bit. I mean, playing shortstop for about six weeks. Well, with no practice. <laughs> yeah, like you right. said, just thrown in there. No doubt. But I guess, I mean, growing up doing it, playing sports stop every day in high school, and even before that, I mean, it's, it's like riding a bike. You go out there, and it looks the same as it always did. Mm-hmm. And, hey, you must have done pretty well, because, like I said, you make the all-freshman all team in the SEC. Yeah, I hit pretty well. And so when even when our sports stop came back, I was just bouncing around, playing third, playing sports second playing first one of our first basemen was also one of our best pitchers so that gave me an easy way to play first every once in a while play second every couple days just depending on I guess the matchup and injuries and stuff like that now had you ever played first base prior to college I had not I had never played first until even in college I don't think other than my freshman year I even played it very much my freshman year I played it a few times but outside of that I went back and played shortstop my sophomore year and third my junior year. Okay, yeah, because, I mean, even those few times you played your freshman year, there's a little bit of a learning curve to first base, right, with the, the, uh, with the stretching? It definitely is. The footwork around the base isn't easy, but my, the hardest thing I had was I'm so used to when the ball is hit, I move towards the ball. It's like a infield where you read the barrel kind of, like where the pitch is, everything that you kind of know. And so at first, if it's not hit to you, you have to run to the base, obviously, to cover the base. Mm-hmm. And even like a step and a half the other way, and you're just rushing back to the base. And I had the hardest time not taking a step towards where the ball was and get, just going straight to the base and covering first. Yeah, that's so tough. Because the rest of it is made by who your infielders are and how they can throw accurately. So the yeah, stretching absolutely. part's not hard if they're very accurate. True, but, you know, not every throw is going to be accurate, right, even if you're a great player. (laughs) No doubt. They just can make it easy on you. As a first baseman, you can make it easier on them, too. I mean, you can can save errors by picking balls out of the dirt. You can give them big targets. I mean, I'm a bigger guy now, and and so I'm a pretty easy target to throw to. And so it it works both ways. (laughs) Nice. As you just said, sophomore year, you played mostly shortstop, and then your junior year, you played mostly third base. And you're consistently one of the best hitters on the team. Your junior year, you had bat cleanup, you had a team-high 14-game hit streak, you hit the most homers, and you had the most RBIs. Yeah, actually, I like that was the first time I'd really played third other than my freshman year. I mean, my freshman year, like you said, it was kind of, all over the place, so I never really got deep into it. And then my junior year, we had a really good uh, shortstop that was now a sophomore, and so we kind of switched spots. He kind of had my role the year before, and I went over to third. I mean, I absolutely loved it. 
Now, do you still play third now? I play third and first now. Kind of oh, wow. Now. All right, a little bit different than uh, middle infield. Yeah, a little bit. I'm <laughs> through the middle infield a little bit. Now, because of the three great years you had at Missouri, you get drafted in the 13th round of the Major League Baseball draft to the Detroit Tigers, and you decide to forego your senior year to turn pro. Was that a hard decision to make? Um, not really. I knew that that was a dream of mine, obviously, from when I was a little kid. Um, and talking to my dad, we knew kind of how much money it was going to take, how much, like, so I ended up getting the rest of my school paid for by the Detroit Tigers or MLB in my contract. And so we kind of knew that if whoever drafted me offered up enough money that it was going to be worth getting into pro ball then. And the Tigers called around the 13th round and, and told me they would. Said, hey, we'll give it to you and we'll pay for your school. And hopefully you come sign with us. Amazing. So you signed with them. You started in the minors in 2015. I'd love to know before that, though, you mentioned vacationing with your dad in Cape Cod. Would you ever spend the summers in the Cape Cod League when you were in college? I spent one summer there. I played there for the YD Red Sox, and we actually we actually won the Cape Cod League that summer, too. I'm not surprised. It seems wherever you go, you guys win. <laughs> we actually we started... So we won that year, I think it was 2014, and then they ended up winning in 2015 and 2016 with the same team. So we started the three-peat that they had at Yarmouth Dennis. That's awesome. That would be cool. I mean, I think that would be cool just based on the movie Summer Catch, but was that a good experience for you? It was, it was amazing, and I got so blessed with the host family that I had. I mean, I still talk to my host brother to this day pretty much daily. Um, it was just such a blessing that we got I got to stay there with we had three three players in the house with their family and I mean it was just an amazing summer outside of the baseball the baseball was just on top of it yeah did you get some beach time and some fishing time when you weren't playing baseball oh absolutely we went out and when my whole family was there one week we went not deep sea fishing but they have a lot of these little bay areas there that are filled with fish and we went out a couple times doing that and I mean it was just it's a great place to spend the summer it's not too hot not too cold it's just amazing yeah it's a lovely lovely environment great place we played we played putt putt probably 85 times in two months (laughs) well you have to do that at the beach right well that and we had one of our sponsors was the Pirate Cove mini golf place so the players got do it for free. So we'd go every night when we were done with the game because it was the only thing open. Even better. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very fun. I mean, I, I really enjoyed playing mini golf and regular golf too, but mini golf's a blast too. And so I would just play as much as I could. I feel like mini golf and regular golf are so different, right? Because in mini golf, you're figuring out the angle to hit it off the house to get it in. <laughs> or <laughs> Very different Absolutely. than regular golf. Mini golf is very much more uh, applicable for younger people slash people that don't want to swing a golf club as hard as they can and stuff like that. (laughs) But it's still really fun. I mean, that's some of the most fun I have is playing mini golf. Wow, nice. It is fun. I'm the world's worst mini golfer, but I do have a lot of fun every time I play. (laughs) That's all that matters. (laughs) Right? Exactly. So you mentioned, you know, in 2015, you signed with the Detroit Tigers. So now you're in the minor leagues. You're still there today. And you've reached as high as AAA, which is really good. Can you detail your experience in the minors so far, the different levels you've played, and the lifestyle of being a minor league player? Well, the lifestyle part is very much different. I mean, you're the five months of the year. You're getting on a bus at 7 o'clock in the morning or you're sleeping till noon, going to the baseball field, um, having to work out with the team every couple of days, whatever it may be. But it's definitely a different lifestyle than you're used to at, at college. Having cause In college, you're getting up, whether you have morning weights with the team or not, you have class pretty much all day starting in the morning for us because we always had practice in the afternoon, so they always scheduled our classes. 
in the morning times from usually starting at eight to noonish were the last for the last classes. But in pro ball, you're usually playing at night. You're sleeping till whenever you want to wake up, and then you get to the field five or six hours before the game even starts, just hanging out with the team, and then getting your hitting, fielding, everything done before BP. Then you go to BP, be in batting practice, and then you come back, eat some pregame food, and go play, and do it all again the next day. <laughs> wow. Now, how many teams have you been on over the past four years? I was on this hour, rookie ball, short season, low A, high A, double A, and triple A, so six, all wow. in the same organization. Oh, wow, so you stayed within the Detroit Tigers still. Yep, I'm still with the Detroit Tigers. I was in there. I was only in their uh, rookie ball team for the first week after I was drafted, and then I went to short season, which was pretty normal for the college guys that got drafted right there. Most all of us did the same thing. And then went to West Michigan, which was our low A team. And then Lakeland, Florida, back down there for our high A team. And then Erie, Pennsylvania, and Toledo, Ohio. Okay. And you're with Erie now, correct? I am. I, will, I don't know where I would have been this year. Hopefully Toledo, but I was back and forth between Toledo being AAA and then Erie being AA the year before this. Gotcha. And now for those that don't know, Triple A is basically one step away from the major leagues, correct? Right. It's the it's the level right underneath the big leagues. A lot of So teams, you're pretty close. A lot of teams in Triple A will have ex big leaguers that are towards the end of their careers in Triple A. So I got to play against a bunch of guys I grew up kind of watching a little bit. At least when I was in the college age, high school age. And, but our team being the Tigers, we weren't really in contention the last couple of years for the big league team. Mm. And so we were a really young group of guys compared to a lot of the other AAA teams. Okay. And as you said, you play mostly first and third in the minors. Correct. Yep. Mostly pretty much half and half. Okay. Where do you hit in the lineup usually? Usually fourth or fifth around there. Okay third sometimes depending on we get you get a lot of days off in the minor leagues kind of like the big leaguers do they'll just get a random wednesday afternoon game off however that may be and so if that three hole hitter or four hole hitters getting the day off everybody kind of just moves up a squad or whatever they, that manager does usually okay but you know you're a good hitter three four five slot those are all really important spots yeah and usually me being a more of a power hitter that's usually where the power hitters end up Hitting a little bit more. Absolutely. So now this is a dumb question, probably, but your ultimate goal to make the big leagues, right? Correct. Even farther past that, hopefully be in the big leagues for a little while. Absolutely. I hope so, too. You alluded to this a minute ago, but the 2020 minor league baseball season was canceled due to COVID-19. Obviously a huge bummer for you. What have you been doing in this, like, newfound free time that you've had? Well, I actually came up here to Missouri, and I'm registered for some classes now. I've been in class for probably three weeks, four weeks now. And doing that, I got a lot of friends up here that also went to school here that are in the minor league with their friends that are in the minor league from around here. So we actually had some, a lot of live at-bats where I could face some professional guys pitching even though it's not in the game sense or game mode, it's at least seeing the velocity of those guys throwing and getting my swing off on time and doing stuff like that. And it's been really, it's been really helpful. That's good. So you're still working at it. And are you finishing up your undergrad? I am. So I have good for you. two semesters left. This being the first one, I'm taking 10 hours and then 10 hours in the next one, I think. And then I'm done. That's amazing. What's your major? I'm in sport management. Good one. Hopefully, I'm a. I want to be a coach at some point. Obviously, if I don't play in the big leagues for 15 years, which would be ultimately the goal. But being 26, I don't know that 15 years is going to happen. But hey, you never know. I can hopefully play in the big leagues long enough to make some life-changing money and not necessarily need to do anything after that. Yeah, I hope that for you. That'd be great. 
Now that you're on campus, are um, what's the rules for the football games? Are they having uh, like 25% capacity? Can you go see them? I think they're having 20-ish percent capacity, but they're all owners and season ticket holders that have been there however long they've been there. I think they go by length of time bought season ticket holders kind of. And so I will not be making many games unless I know somebody that knows somebody. That's a bummer. Like, I understand that, but it's still, I mean, it's awful that students can't go. I know. I'm just glad they're having football. At least I can watch it on TV. Yeah, right. The SEC hasn't started, right? At least now of this recording, right? They're playing next weekend? Or this upcoming right. weekend, I should say? This Saturday is their first game. They host Alabama, so Ooh. it might not be much of a game to watch. But <laughs> we'll that's see. That's going to be most teams against Alabama, so I don't, yeah, I'm not right? too worried about it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'm wondering, I mean, this is this is kind of going away from baseball and more towards football. Now that the Big Ten is starting in October, they're going to obviously have less games than like Alabama and Clemson. So when they're fi- trying to figure out the final four, you know, they're going to try to get Ohio State in. But how is how are they even going to get in with so many less games? They were talking about that exact thing this morning on uh, ESPN that I was watching. And they were like, there's going to be a so the thing that Big Ten's playing eight games in eight weeks, and the SEC is playing 12 games in 14 weeks, and then the ACC has already started. They might be playing even more games. Yeah, wow. But the big thing is the Big Ten doesn't have any week that they can do makeup games where, because if somebody or a couple people test positive for COVID, they're going to have to stop the game, right? They're going to have to mm-hmm. cancel the game and do whatever. So there's a chance that some of these teams, like Ohio State, like you said, what if they're six and zero, whereas Alabama's twelve and zero or eleven and one, and they're going to try to put Ohio State in at six and zero instead of so and so being in at eleven and one? Yeah, that's going to be, be absolute chaos. It is. It's going to be crazy. Twitter's going to oh, be a man. very fun place to be. Well, we'll see. You know, maybe Missouri will be in the conversation. I'll keep my hopes up. I hope so. That'd be really fun. We got a new coach this year, so maybe not this year, but they seem to be working towards a pretty good group of guys. Yeah, nice. Well, Josh, sorry that that went a little towards football, but I've really loved our conversation on your baseball career. I like to end the podcast with a couple of fun questions. How does that sound to you? Perfect. Sounds good to me. All right. What professional sports teams do you root for? Obviously not the one you're on, but all the other ones. Well, uh, I'm a big Pirates fan. I know I play for the Tigers, but that's who my dad works for, so I'm, I'm kind of obligated to be a Pirates fan. But I know a lot about the players that they have through my dad and now through playing in the minor leagues. So I'm, I'm a Pirates fan, and then I'm also a Steelers fan, big Steelers football fan. Okay, so Pittsburgh all the way. So I got to mix some Georgia in there with the Atlanta Hawks. Okay, all right. Wow, yeah, I'm surprised. No Braves, no Falcons. I, I guess with my dad working for the Pirates, I just, I mean, I like the Braves and I'll cheer for them when they're on, whatever, but I'm more, I guess, pulled towards the Pirates because I knew more about all their players and stuff like that, and that's who my dad was working with, and he had a role in getting some of those guys to the big leagues, and so he knew a lot about them. So I guess I was just pulled towards knowing all the things about the Pirates and him working for them and just became a big Pirates fan. That makes sense. The Steelers one is a little weird, but that's okay. That was my uncle's doing. My uncle on my mom's side, and I don't know why, but he's a huge Steelers fan, and he was just pounding it in my head since I was (laughs) a kid, I guess, and I became a Steelers fan. Oh, that's awesome. Good team to root for. They, I mean, I know the past couple of years they haven't been great, but overall they're a pretty uh, good program. Yeah, they're pretty good. At least in the last few years they've been good, maybe even not great, but people can't say I'm a bandwagon fan because they haven't won since I was like 14. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All right, next question. What's your favorite movie? Ooh, it's got to be between Coach Carter and The Town. Okay, I have not seen The Town, but Coach Carter's great. Coach Carter being my favorite sports movie, and then The Town probably being my favorite overall movie. Okay, all right, I like that. It's a really good movie. You should watch watch The Town sometime. Okay, 
I'll put it on my list. It's is a it on Netflix? It is on Netflix, yeah, it is. Oh, perfect. I can watch that tonight. Oh, good to know, good to know. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right. Last question, Josh. What is a hidden talent that you have? Oh, goodness. Um, I don't know that I have any hidden talent. Well, you know, maybe one that some fans don't know about you, but your friends and family do. I don't know that it's a talent, but I like to do karaoke. Okay, I'll take it. I don't know that. I bet you're pretty good. What's your go-to song? Uh, it's got to be something, anything Taylor Swift. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know that my karaoke would be considered a talent. It's just something that I have fun doing more than anything. All right. Well, uh, we'll let your your the friends that you go karaokeing with be the judge. Judge. <laughs> we all have fun. That's all that matters. Exactly. Right. Oh man, Josh, thank you so much for making time to be on the podcast. It's been so fun talking about your baseball career, literally from little league to the minor leagues. You've had success every step of the way, and you know I'm going to be rooting for you, and I'm sure you'll get to the majors soon. I can't wait. I hope so. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. That was my chat with Josh Lester. Hope you enjoyed it. Like I said, really cool to hear all about the success he's had from Little League to the minors. It obviously stinks that the 2020 minor league season was canceled, but Great that he's using that time to finish up his undergrad. I'll be back soon to speak with another outstanding athlete.